0: Hello and welcome to the recorded line of A Vision for You Big Book Study. Next up on A Vision for You Sunday Special Edition.
1: This Sunday,
2: July
0: 20th, A Vision for You Second Anniversary Special Presentation. Twelve recovered compulsive overeaters will share on the step which was most life changing most transforming for them. Come celebrate with us. And Sunday, July 27, A Vision For You presents Chapter 7, Working With Others. These presentations will prove to be very powerful and encouraging. Please come join us.
1: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, A Vision For You Big Book Study. My name is Kathy Kay and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, July 17, 2014. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 95, the paragraph beginning, If He Is Not Interested. Today's readers are Nancy S. on the 12 steps, Joanne L. on the Twelve Traditions, and reading the text are Helena, Anita L., Larry, and Edini. The reference number for yesterday, July 16th, is 6652. 08 Preamble.
0: Thank you, Kathy. Can you hear me okay?
1: I can. Thank you.
0: Okay, thank you. This is Nancy S. from Wisconsin, and I'm a recovering compulsive overeater. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. As the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I'll pass. Thank you,
1: Nancy. And I'll now ask Joanne L. to read the 12 traditions.
3: Good morning, Kathy. Thank you for your service. This is Joanne L., newly recovered in New Jersey. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. I pass.
1: Thank you, Jillian. How our meeting works. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we will resume our study of the big book on page 95, the paragraph beginning, if he is not interested. Um, Let's see, Uh, I will now ask Helena to begin our reading.
0: Good morning, this is Helena, Recovered in New Jersey, page 95. If he is not interested in your solution, if he expects you to act only as a banker for his financial difficulties or a nurse for his sprees, you may have to drop him until he changes his mind. This he may do after he gets hurt some more. If he is sincerely interested and wants to see you again, ask him to read this book in the interval. After doing that, he must decide for himself whether he wants to go on. He should not be pushed or prodded by you, his wife, or his friends. If he is to find God, the desire must come from within. I'd like to make a few comments on these two paragraphs. Um, We are talking about the newcomer, the person that we are reaching out to. We are not interested in pushing our solution on a newcomer. This is the first visit. We have done a lot in this first visit. We've attempted to find out what is making this person tick. We're attempting to find out, are they really an alcoholic? Do they acknowledge that, a compulsive overeater? Do they acknowledge that themselves? Do they want to know the solution? We are doing this in order that we can stay abstinent ourselves. And our talk has been sane, quiet, and full of human understanding. We've reached out to this person. We're now near the end of that visit, first visit, our first talk with that person. And once again, we are told this person must decide for themselves if they want to go through. And the solution is going to involve finding God. That is the basis of the solution to compulsive overeating to someone who is truly an addict. Um, I'm interested in that first, paragraph that I read too because I read it so many times in the years I've been in OA and it didn't make much sense to me but the line in that paragraph now that makes a lot of sense to me is that if he's not interested and expects me to just act as a nurse for his sprees I may have to drop him until he changes his mind and to me I have been someone that just wanted a nurse for my sprees and I have people sometimes who um, reach out to me that It feels as if they just want me to be a nurse for this, breeze. That is, I didn't really want the solution. I wanted you to listen to me every time I got into difficulty, but I didn't really want to take the steps. I didn't really want to change. I wanted comfort. I wanted fellowship. I wanted someone that would hold my hand every time I did something over and over again. And we're actually interested in reaching out to someone who wants to change, who wants the solution. Past.
1: Thank you, Helena. Who would like to share on these Arlene?
0: Arlene?
1: Larry? Arlene, Larry, did I hear someone else? Kim? Kim, okay. Okay, let's start with those three. Go ahead, Arlene.
0: Thank you. This is Arlene. I'm a compulsive eater from Bedford, Mass. I haven't been on this meeting for a while, and it's Pleasure to be here. If he is not interested in your solution, he expects you to act only as a banker for his financial difficulties or a nurse for his freeze, you may have to drop him until he changes his mind. The desire to change has got to come from within. And it says here, the last line of the second paragraph He is to find God. The desire must come from within. I totally agree with this because it took me so long to get the willingness to surrender the sugar and flour. You know, no one could have said anything to me, no one in or out of program to get me to put down the sugar and the flour and have that tight a hold of me. But I am so grateful to have I've been back since 2004 now, working the fellowship, the best of my ability, working the steps, putting a God in my life. Um, you know, my mother just passed away uh, two and a half weeks ago, and she had a long fight with dementia. But she didn't give up. She persevered till the very end. And that's how I want to be. And that's how I think I am. Just like with, I didn't give up with abstinence and trying to get it. I hung in there, and uh, and God finally blessed me with it. But anyway, I want to listen to others. Thank you very much for choosing me to share. I'll pass.
1: Thank you, Eileen. Larry, please go ahead.
4: Thanks, Kathy Kay. Appreciate your service. Uh, Larry, Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Chicago. You know Bill wrote with a lot he he wrote so beautifully, and he gave us a lot of different ways to describe things so we can identify and he uses the one you know the nurse or the banker you know a banker you know uh you go in the bank and you and you make deposits and you take your money, and sometimes you go to the bank and you <clears throat> well nowadays we <laughs> we might not go into the bank, but back then go into the bank, you make your deposits. You might come in. You make your withdrawals. That is indeed how I, uh, you know, in the in, in the uh, in the throes of my disease and illness, that's what I was looking for, really. I wanted somebody, you know, that when there was a crisis and there was crisis, when was there a crisis? Hour upon hour, you know, every day there was crisis, and I just wanted to make a deposit and withdraw. withdrawal, you know. Um, I wanted to, that person, you know, that that person, if you will, just like the food was my higher power, uh, that person could be my higher power. Maybe that person will get me well. It took me a long while to realize that I had to have a spiritual awakening to get well. And the way that I was to get a spiritual awakening to get well was by working these steps. And uh, I heard it. I certainly can understand the words. I read the big book. You know, I just wasn't willing to do it. That 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 just was my case. I wasn't willing to do it. And as long as I wasn't willing to do it, I would continue to want to have a nurse to care, to tend to me, to nurture me. Maybe that maybe that will get me well. No, all that would do was exhaust the other person, you know. And these are compassionate people. I'm a compassionate person. Someone is at a spiritual awakening, you know, is a, is a compassionate person. Um, that's been my experience, you know, um, they, they, they just change, you know, and, uh, but they're, they're doing a disservice, you know, so I needed to be dropped, you know, dropped. It sounds like such a, such a drop, you know, it's like in therapy. They tell you, I mean, you, you, you have to, you know, you have to, uh, if, if someone is done with therapy, you know, this has to be a slow process. Um, you don't just drop someone. So we get this, this notion that that's the same thing here, but you know, tough love sometimes works and it can be compassionate love on that basis where, you know, if someone's not willing, the willingness is a one person job. It's not going to come from me. If there was the best sponsor as if there was right, if there was the best sponsor in the world, that person could not get me well couldn't couldn't do it it had to come the willingness to find to find a higher power of my understanding had to come from me with that I'll pass thanks
1: thank
0: you Larry and Kim please go ahead thanks Claffy. good morning all my name is Kim G and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey if he's not interested in your solution, if he expects you to act as a banker or his financial difficulties or a nurse for his freeze, you may have to drop him until he changes his mind. You know, I find most common someone want me to be their counselor. They want to be a place where, I, where they can get comfortable for the moment. They're looking for a temporary respite. I just need to vent. I just need to talk about how much my boss is pissing me off or my husband is pissing me off. So one of the things I, I encourage my sponsees to do when they start sponsoring is get quiet. Get quiet with God and ask how you can most effectively carry this message. And be clear what your purpose is. Be clear in what we're offering. What are you offering? What, are you, what is your purpose? Your our primary purpose is to carry the message to those who still suffer. And that message is the 12 steps. So that is the purpose of working with someone. And what I'm offering is the 12 steps. I'm not offering to be anyone's diet buddy. I'm not offering to be someone's counselor. I mean, I think about the fact that, you know, I am a 47-year-old woman who's never had children and, and has never been married. And I can't even tell you before I became a student of the big book how many times I told people how to handle their marriages, how many times I told people how to raise their children. How arrogant of me and how exhausting. No wonder I couldn't help a lot of people because they were coming for me to solve their problems, and I was arrogantly trying to solve them. So what am I offering? I am offering the solution. That is it. I am being very clear from the beginning. I am here. We are here to go through these first 164 pages. If you have some questions, we'll take a couple of minutes. If you need to talk to someone about your day, call someone else. Call someone else, because I am here to carry this message, and this is what I'm going to require. We're allowed to require things. How do you want someone to handle meetings? Do you want them to attend Vision for You every day, which is one of my requirements? How do you want to handle them going to -to face-to-face meetings? Do you want them to make phone calls? Are you someone that likes to have them do writing assignments? How do you want to handle the food? Do you want it to be committed on a daily basis? Do you want to handle via email, by phone? We need to get quiet and realize that because we need to let people know realistically what we require. They need to make an informed decision. I learned this from teachers. You, you are tough in the beginning, so they have the expectations, and then you can loosen up at the end. You can't start out loosey-goosey at the beginning of the school year because the kids will run over you. And I find the same thing. I owe them the dignity to let them know what I'm offering so they can make an informed decision. And it says here, you may have to drop him if he's not ready. I have to tell you, I get fired a lot. Because people want to be counseled. People want a diet buddy. But that's not what I'm offering. So it says here, if he is not interested in your solution, you may have to drop him. If he is sincerely interested, then proceed. Then proceed. So as a sponsor, think about that. But as a sponsee, if you're in this meeting... What do you want? Do you want a temporary respite? Do you want a diet buddy? Do you want someone who's going to try to solve your problems or let you, because that should moan for a little while? Or are you looking for a real solution? Are you looking for a spiritual experience sufficient to bring about recovery so that you will no longer want the food? Because that is what we're offering. We're offering a program that will get you connected with a higher power so you no longer have to be strong enough and be on guard but that you can have a life where you are no longer going to want your binge foods. And if that is what you want, let's get to it and get to those steps. And with that, I
1: pass. Thank you, Kim. Who else would like to share in these paragraphs?
0: Rakesheth from California.
1: Okay, Rakesheth, go ahead, please. Okay. Okay. If he's not interested in your solution, if he expects you to act
0: only as a banker for his financial
5: difficulties or a nurse
0: for his sprees,
5: you may have to drop him until he changes his mind.
0: This um, this hits me because for 15 years, when I, after, when I came into OA in 1999, I didn't know anything about a 12-step program, and then I started uh, learning, and I went into a faction of of um, OA that was very strict, very strict food plan, very strict sponsoring, very strict tools that you had to follow. And
5: so right away I thought that this is what I had to do because I was told this is what I had to do to get
6: abstinent and
5: stay abstinent.
6: And it never worked for me. I don't know in those 15 years how many
5: different sponsors I had, how many
6: people I chased down
0: to make me abstinent.
6: I expected
0: my sponsor to make me abstinent. I didn't at all count on God. I counted on my sponsor. And when my sponsor let me down, forget it. I was, I was out there. It was just an excuse.
6: And even if my sponsor didn't let me down,
0: I, you know, oh, there's something wrong with that sponsor. There's something with her food plan for me. You know, she's giving me a food plan that's just not right for me. And so many excuses, so many excuses. And finally, after 15 years of this, I have I've had sponsors for 15 years whether I was eating or not, trying, trying, trying to get abstinent and stay abstinent, and I just couldn't. And after 15 years of doing this, I was so exhausted. I came to Vision for You, and I listened for a long while, and I just became so exhausted. And when I relapsed one more time, I said, you know, I, I just can't I just can't do this anymore by myself or with a sponsor. I need to, to rely completely and totally on God. God is the only thing in my life that can make me abstinent. And it will come It'll come by itself. It will come by itself by turning to God, by asking God, by doing the work that's outlined in this book. And it's not any other person. And it was such a relief. It was such a realization. I've heard people on this line talk about doing the steps by themselves without a sponsor. How remarkable is that? And it can be done. I really do believe it can be done. I counted so much on sponsors for fifteen years i never never relied on, on God. My reliance was on my, on my sponsor
6: and sometimes on
0: myself and when I failed, I wanted my sponsor to feel sorry for me and to take care of me and to um nurture me you know but I didn't need that i i needed I needed someone the only way you're going to change your life is by relying on God
7: and Thank
1: you for
7: letting me that.
1: Thank you, Rochester. This is Bella. Can
7: I share? Yes, Bella. Go ahead. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Bella, and I am a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Katie, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. If he is not interested, if if it's a condition, and in any relationship, we need at least two people, and. Even though I am, thank God, recovery, I still, I am not perfect, and I am still human with my character defects. And I have to remember that I am not responsible for other people's behavior, uh, beliefs, or life. And I have to remember that I don't have the power for other people. I have to remember that I don't anymore want to be a people pleaser. So I have to do my part. Yes, I am responsible to do service, to welcome a newcomer, to share my experience, strength, and hope. And I am here to be with him, to understand him, to help him. But if he is not interested, I cannot bring him to be interested. Maybe it's not his time yet. Maybe he is not willing yet. Maybe he can't yet do the program. It's okay. I still have to accept him, respect him, but I don't have to be, let's say, his sponsor, or, you know, and I might drop him. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean that I am not good, it doesn't mean that I didn't do my job. It means that I am here to give over God's message and not mine. And there are other people, and maybe I finish my job and God has other people to be his uh, uh, messengers. But to remember, I have to remember that I cannot force nobody. This is not my job. My job is to to share my experience, strength, and hope. And to do that, I have to give over God's message and not mine. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Bella. Is there anyone
1: else who wants to share on these before we move on? Sarah?
7: Go ahead, Sarah?
6: Uh, Good morning.
1: Okay, Sarah and then Leah. Go ahead, Sarah.
6: Okay, thank you, Kathy. Thank you for your service. Good morning. This is Sarah W. from Iowa, grateful, recovered,
1: compulsive overeater.
6: Um, You know, I see in this this paragraph, it says, um, it says, if he expects you to act only as a banker, his financial difficulties, or a nurse for his sprees. You know, um, four years into recovery, I, um, I ended up getting divorced, and um, and I was really in a financial bind. Um, and I had a wonderful friend in recovery that uh, was very well off and was able to lend me $1,000, which I paid back in full. Um, and also uh, I have a – my husband has a person that he sponsors that um, ended up in some trouble that we ended up helping that we felt were, was responsible enough to pay us back, which he has been. And so I don't see um, – you know, what, I, the reason I, I bring it up and I, and I look at it so closely is um, this is a fellowship. I mean, you know, it becomes like a family. Uh, You know, we truly care about each other. And I'm not here to save uh, anyone, but if someone comes to me and they're really working their program and they're showing me that they're changing and they're living it and not just looking for a handout but sincerely need some help, um, I don't have a problem with that what I have a problem with is carrying an alcoholic or carrying a compulsive overeater completely. Um, and you know, we all do sponsor differently. And I think what was brought up was very, very interesting because I had a conversation with somebody yesterday about this. You know, we sponsor differently and we come in with different needs. I'm not here to to save anybody. I'm not a counselor. Um, Basically, I don't need to direct anybody in what their life should be unless they ask me for what I would do or give my experience of what I have done. So, um, you know, and I, and I have to say that um, the last sentence, of course, of the second paragraph is so important. Um, you know, in the second step, you know, coming to believe that a power greater than ourselves can restore us to sanity I think that's oftentimes it's 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 not just a first step issue when someone has a slip, but it's a second step issue. We have to want a power greater than ourselves. If we if we get into the place where we finally have the admission that I am a real compulsive overeater and I'm not able to say that there is hope that something better is out there, I'm going to go back to the food. I have to find that I have a need a very strong need so great that something better you know that there's something better out there that can restore me and as my sponsor says I, I never got restored because I never had it before I kind of feel the same way I never had sanity before and and what the steps have offered me is sanity so you know, we can't force anybody. We can't um, shove the program down someone's throat. Um, people have to want it. And as people say in here, and I love that, you know, it's not for people who need it, who want it, but it's for people that do it. And doing it does take a lot. Um, and the last thing I'll say is, you know, Dr. Silkworth wrote um, a little excerpt, an extra letter that was sent to me today uh, from somebody. and. The, the crux of it was that, you know, we have a human condition, and the human condition is just like anything else. If someone has a, a heart problems or even tuberculosis, this is what he was quoting, um, you know, and they go into some kind of remission through the treatment, um, at, at, the, at some point we may decide that we don't want to continue with that treatment because we think that we have we have arrived, that we are better, that we don't need the treatment any longer. And that is where the slip or the relapse comes in, and I so agree with it. You know, it, it takes a lot of effort to do the program, but it is so well worth it, and I'm so grateful for it. And with that,
1: I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. And Leah, please go ahead.
2: Thank you so much, Kathy, for your service. It says, you may have to drop him until he changes his mind. This he may do after he gets hurt some more. I mean, you know, it's kind of humorous. You know, here these, uh, you know, 100 recovered uh, men, uh, you know, and women who pen these pages coming together with their collective voice, their collective wisdom and experience write these statements here. You may have to drop him until he changes his mind This he may do after he gets hurt some more. I mean, a book that was penned in the effort uh, to to help an alcoholic is saying, you know what, let him go out and do some more research and development. You know, it's not the only place in the, in the text that uh, suggests that. You know, why is that? Well, you know, there's nothing worse than a head full of Away and a belly full of food, you know, sometimes it is that pain, at least that was true for me, you know, pain was the greatest motivator to effectuate change in someone like me, a real compulsive overeater like me. It took a lot of pain and a lot of tears um, to realize there was no door number three, you know, I was either just going to continue to eat myself into oblivion, uh, disaster and eventual death, or I was going to have to submit myself, surrender myself to this process. And there was no door number three. And I had to get to the point where I was going to be as open-minded to conviction about this and as willing to listen as the dying could be. And yes, I got to that point. It goes on and it says, uh, you know, if he is to find God, the desire must come from within. You know, willingness is a one person job. I had to be willing to walk a path I had never walked before and to experience a God I had never experienced before. And that was going to be through the application of these of these uh steps. You know, this literature is making it clear here that um you know, a sponsor, a guide, a step guide is is, is not a parent, not a banker not a disciplinarian, you know. We're not an employer, and we're, we're not, uh, you know, someone who's holding, you know, a heavy uh, rod above your head. Um, Bill was quite clear about that, that there are only two disciplines in Alcoholics Anonymous, alcohol and God. And that was true for me, too. There was only going to be two masters for someone like me. It was either going to be addiction, compulsive overeating, or God. And if I was not surrendering to one, then I was going to be surrendering to the other. The choice was mine to make. So, yes, a sponsor has to be rigorous, uh, you know, about uh, these principles and, and willing to tell you the truth and hold a person accountable. And, you know, that is, a, that is an act of tough love. A sponsor, uh, you know, cares, cares enough to be willing to hurt your feelings and is not personally or emotionally invested in your recovery, but is totally um, 100% there to support it. And with that, I pass. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Leah. Uh, Let's move on to the next paragraph now. And Anita L., would you read it
5: for us? Sure. Hi, I'm Anita L., a recovered compulsive overeater and food addict from Philadelphia. If he thinks he can do the job in some other way or prefers some other spiritual approach, encourage him to follow his own conscience. We have no monopoly on God. We merely have an approach that worked with us. But point out that we alcoholics have much in common and that you would like in any case to be friendly. Let it go at that. Well, the part that really hits me and that I underlined heavily is um that this approach worked with us. You know, like what was shared already. I can only uh share something with someone else what worked for me. What, you know, what I can relate to. Because if I try and sound like uh I know all the answers, and I really don't then I'm going to get tripped up believe me I gave uh <laughs> when I was younger I gave lectures uh in my profession that I wasn't really uh totally knowledgeable on it and it sounded like it so I can't try and fake it I have to be real it has to come from my heart and I believe that I passed over from being uh, a hard eater into a real compulsive overeater and food addict at the age of 9 or 10. Um, and so therefore, I mean, I'm going to be 60 in, in uh, a month. So I've had a lot of experience knowing what works and what doesn't. And I tried everything on my own. And they say, this is the last train in the station. This is the last house on the block. And for me, I'm telling you, I feel so happy right now. I am bursting with, with love and serenity and inner peace and joy that I have never felt. Well, I, I can't say never felt because I have had years of, of recovery in the program. However, right now... Because I'm um, enlarging my spiritual life on a daily basis, I am really feeling happy, joyous, and free. And it's only because this power within me, who who I call God, uh, it's my definition of God. It's Nobody else has the exact definition of, of their higher power as I do. And because I can latch on to my higher power and trust her him that you know, she he will take me to a good place. It may not be a great place, it may not be a fun place all the time, which which it hasn't been. However, I know that I will be okay. My life will be okay if I follow God's path. And so that's all I can share with somebody else. That this has worked for me. That I was willing to do this work. Um, one of my sponsees said to me a, a couple of days ago, "Boy, this is a lot of work," and I said, "It is, and it's worth it. If you really want to feel well, all of you be be a whole team, then you know." Welcome, welcome, and if you follow what what I did, what my my guide helped me to do, then it will work. And if it worked for me, believe me, somebody who was constantly back in the food, then it can work for you too. So with that, I pass. Thank you, everybody, and thanks for your service, Kathy.
1: Thank you, Anita. Who would like to share on this paragraph?
5: This
8: is
1: Janice. Okay, I hear Janice and
0: Sam.
8: Go ahead, Janice. Well thank you and good morning to you, Kathy. This is Janice M from Massachusetts. I am a grateful com- recovered compulsive overeater. Boy, do I identify with this with this particular paragraph and I'll tell you why. Because I thought for years and years, decades, that I could do the job without the program. I mean, I really did. I, You know, that, like the previous um, sheriff said, uh, and I heard it, oh, this is the last house on the block. And I sat there and said, oh, no, it isn't. Because of my defiance, because of myself, that I still had reservations in 1982 that I was going to find a way out. I was going to find a method. I felt I had more than anybody else about certain things that i would find the way and it took me decades to finally surrender if he thinks he can do the job in some other way and i said well i have a god i'll just go to my god you know um yeah that was good but it didn't work um you know i still have that same god but i'm doing something different and um the thing is, we have to, at least I had to, had no res- have no reservations that nothing else would work. I had to experience that, otherwise I'd still be looking. And for me, I couldn't find another way. And, you know, I love this book, and I always liked it on um, page XXI when the book, when the people that have gone before us um, have recovered, they said, you know, we don't have any monopoly, you know. That's our great, that's our great hope. If if by chance you don't have an answer yet, try this. Begin to, you know. We hope that you can try this. We don't own anything here, but this is the way. This is the method that worked for me, and I will do anything. Just just to encourage people who are ready that I will do anything. Um, that will help you i'm not responsible for your recovery only god is responsible for he that's his gift to us um that's why this this uh, the second part of this step says we try to carry this message it doesn't say we will give you as a recovered compulsive over the, the results we don't say that we try to carry the message That's all we're trying to do. And if you have not yet found a solution, try it. Try it. And that was my way out. And with that, I pass. Thanks.
1: Thank you, Janice. And Sally, please go ahead.
0: Thank you, Kathy. Good morning. Good morning, A Vision, for you. It's Sally A. in South Jersey, a recovered compulsive overeater. And I would just like to share on these first three words, if he thinks. These are very important words. We see here, what I see here is sort of a Bermuda Triangle. It starts on the opposite side of the page at the bottom of that, I think it's the second paragraph. At the very bottom it says, this is all to the good. The more hopeless he feels, the better. So we see here, we're beginning this concept of, is this guy ready? Does he feel hopeless? And then we come across the page, right across the page, if he is not interested in your solution, and the next paragraph, if he is sincerely interested, the converse, but then coming down, if he thinks he can do the job in some other way. And I find that those words, if he thinks, are really crucial words because we see in the, um, in in earlier in the book, in the doctor's opinion, it's actually on page XXIX, it says on on that page, The only effort necessary being that required to follow a few simple rules. Men have cried out to me in sincere and despairing appeal. Doctor, I cannot go on like this. I have everything to live for. I must stop, but I cannot. You must help me. But the key words here to me are the only effort necessary being that required to follow. To follow. That's what I had to do when I came to my sponsor. I had to be willing to follow. I had to let her throw me a stick and pull me out of the quicksand that I was sinking in. I spent my whole life sinking in that quicksand. It didn't matter if I was abstinent. I was white-knuckling abstinent for years of white-knuckling abstinence, and that wasn't enough. I was so tired after over 40 years of struggling with this obsessive mind condition, we, we say this condition that, that says that the greater aspect of our disease is the mental obsession. Oh, my goodness. I was so tired of the mental obsession. Sure, I could control. Page 30 talks five times in a row on that page. And across the page two more times on page 31, it uses the word control. I could control. I could control a lot of things. I had a lot of self-discipline. I have lots of education, lots of musical ability, lots of discipline. But when it came to this one spoke of the hubcap of my life, think of an old catalog with these wonderful spoked hubcaps. I had this one spoke that was full of rust. I was diseased. I was sick in my mind. And so when that guy, when that new person comes to me and he is still thinking, there it is again, that's where I'm going back to the page, if he thinks, if he's still thinking, he's not ready. When he says to me, well, Sally, I don't think. Well, Sally, I don't think that I should have to. Well, Sally, I don't want to. Well, Sally, I don't understand why. Well, that's because you're still thinking. And when it comes to this disease, we've got to stop thinking unless you're recovered so that you can let somebody throw you a stick and pull you out of the quicksand. With that, I pass.
1: Thank you, Sally. And this is Kathy. I'd like to take a moment it's to share. Irini. A...
9: Who's that? I'm sorry. It's Edini.
1: Okay, Edini. Go ahead. I'll go after you. Go ahead.
9: Thank you, Kathy, for all that you do for us. Um, Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irini, and I'm a very grateful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. We merely have an approach that worked with us. Merely, it means only and purely and solely. And in the previous paragraph, it says, if he is to find God. The desire must come from within. Well, what does that really mean to them? I know what it means to me after I had my uh, spiritual awakening, but what does it really mean to them? And it's my mission in life through my acts to show what that means to me. That's my desire in my heart that, um, that brought me out of this darkness that they are in. And um, because they're in darkness, they cannot really see what is reality and what is the truth. So I need to show that light of the spirit within me and and may it shine and a, and may they see that light. And hopefully through their darkness they can see that light and not only see it but want it as well. And it's about showing them the change from... Where I used to be in the same darkness that I came out of, and that would what God would have me be today, and it's showing this spiritual transformation through my attitude and behavior that resulted in this new way of living that I carry God as He carries me, and that that shows in my daily existence and that's that's my desire and they need to see that, and then not only see that, but have the willingness and to be ready to want the same desire. I thank you, and I pass.
1: Thank you, Irini. Um, this is Kathy. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And um, I want to comment on uh, the sentence, we had no monopoly on God. We merely had have an approach that worked with us. Well, um, my path was a very rocky one. It took me uh, repeated work with the steps to get to a point where I had a spiritual awakening. And so when I started sponsoring, I was really concerned that I didn't necessarily have uh, what it takes to help another suffering compulsive overeater to have a spiritual experience after so many years of being an agnostic and then a number of years after that trying to find God um, I just didn't know if I was sufficiently recovered and um, could help someone do that work what my experience has been is by sharing My experience um, with a sponsee, um, I actually have been helpful um, to them uh, in accepting that each of us has a unique path to God. Um, I share what I have done over the years to develop a concept of God and my higher power, and... I also shared the resistance I had to doing that. And, um, you know, it's so humbling and also gratifying to realize today that my struggle with uh, finding God and developing a relationship, a vital relationship with my higher power um, is so valuable uh, in guiding others. I guess that's why it says we won't regret the past. Um, The past that I've gone through uh, in order to get to where I am today, uh, as painful as it was at times, um, has equipped me to be helpful to others. And with that, I pass. Is there anyone else who'd like to share on this paragraph?
0: Judy, yes.
1: Go ahead, Judy.
0: Thank you, Kathy, for your service. This is Judy F, compulsive will be recovered and very grateful. And um I wanted to hone in on um but point out that we alcoholics have much in common and that you would like in any case to be friendly. Let it go at that. And um Lately I've um been able to talk to uh newcomers and those coming back from relapse and it is um so important for me. I, I felt this terminal uniqueness. I would come in and just compare myself out, well, not that bad, well I don't do that, well I don't have that problem, well they don't have what I have. And I and I can um relay that experience um, to the newcomers and I found just even this week a couple of people said, Wow, you really got that? Like I'll go through what my thinking was like and that's really we have a lot in common, but it's our basic common is that <clears throat> our thinking, like that obsessive mind and really relate in how I had my my beliefs, how I went through life, it was more than just um, binging and purging and um, trying to control the food. It was how I looked at, like, what my beliefs were, how I thought, I oh, I can't share that with anyone or I can't depend on anyone, and just kind of going through that to show how, like, and that's what I related to when people really told me what how they thought, and um, and then I realized I... I need more help than just a food plan. Um, And I, um, and then I can tell them too on how I think today and how I bring God into everything and how peaceful I feel and how there's no better feeling than waking up and not having, you know, the the pain of what I did the night before, but also that, you know, getting out the bat uh, at myself and then, not having, you know, relationships that work and, you know, fighting, being in that fighting mode. But, um, and the other thing is, you know, I I can um, share my experience. I don't have to, you know, convince anyone. I'm not here. It's, I'm not debating anyone. I'm not trying to, it's attraction, not promotion. And I can just want to be friends with them. And that's, it's, um, it's a beautiful thing because that's what they're going to be remembering. Um, not that I knew exactly what in the big book to um, quote, but how kind and loving I was and that I have no, you know, this is about their experience, their path. I can share what my path has been, but um, they have their path, and I'm I'm there to support them in however way they need it. And it's a process, and I, I know that today, that we all have our own processes, and God's in charge of it. Um, and um, so I can just be, be one of many, be a bozo on the bus, but I do have um, a solution that's worked for me um, for almost 23 years, and I'm just so grateful for that. And with that, I pass. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Judy. Okay, um, it's now time for us to bring the meeting to a close. Thank you everyone who has read and listened and shared. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Larry, would you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Larry, press star one, are you there? Uh, how about Irini? Are you there, Idini? Yes, yes. Can you read it for us, please? Yes,
9: of course. Thank, thank you, you so Kay. much. Good morning, once again, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irini, and I am a very, very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater, and I always thank God for that. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of the past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit